I had the privilege and honor of hearing Pastor Shane at our men's conference a couple of years back, and then also yesterday at Leaders Big Day Out, and he really is an uncomplicated, a blessing of a minister, and I say that with the, the most amazing thing. I love simplicity, and there's so much power in it. I was thinking about it today, hey, like, who knows that the, the hose goes the hardest, the most powerful when it's just that single switch where it just sprays in one direction. When it's complicated and it's all over the place, it's really, it's weak. And when I was thinking today and I was thinking about like Pastor Shane, that's what I saw. I just saw a pastor that's just simple but powerful and someone that just speaks the Word of God. And hearing the story yesterday, how his church went from 45 people to now over 6,000, I believe. It's just a testament of yourself and your wife, your faithfulness to Jesus, and just your, your love of the Word. And I just want us to honor Pastor Shane tonight as he comes and shares the Word of God. So let's stand to our feet, put our hands together as he comes to share. Thank you, champion. Praise God. Come on, let's give it up for Jesus. If we're going to clap, let's clap for the King of Kings. Let's clap for the Lord of Lords. You can do it. Come on, let's up a shout. Praise God. We're in church. Everyone say church. Everyone say church. How many of you know we're in church? <clears throat> we're in church. I don't know about you. I, I said it, you say, you can't go to church. You can only go to church. If you're a believer, if you've had a revelation, if you know who Jesus is, you know something is about to happen. Something is about to happen. I honestly believe the, the worst part about me getting on the platform now is I need to build a runway so we can take off. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, it's like, otherwise, it's like we're just going to do a burnout. Not that I'm opposed to that, but that's another story. It's like, but we need to build a runway to take off. Then this is what's going to happen. I'm going to speak for a little while. I'm just going to, I don't know whether you call it a teach, a preach, a talker, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I love the guys that, that don't know church lingo. They come up and they go, nice talk. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, good job. And it's like, good, I, I love it. And so, but at the end of the day, all I want to do is share, share some scripture, share some ideas, and then we're going to take off. And it's like, how do you know we're going to take off? Because I know what God's been saying all afternoon. I know where we're at in this weekend. It's like, you guys are out, you are hungry. Some of you were here yesterday. Some of you are like, you've been there from yesterday morning. You've been serving, you're pressing in, you're leaning into God. You were all out yesterday. You're in this morning, you're in the first service, you're in the second service, and now you're here tonight and you're hungry and you're ready for the Word of God. I say you're hungry and you're ready for the Word of God. I know you are, I know you're ready. Before we jump in though, we've got to say happy birthday one more time to Pastor John. One more time, happy birthday. And I want to encourage you all, you have got incredible pastors, incredible pastors. The worst part about this is we're going to say goodbye tomorrow and uh, I'm not going to see you until August probably. That's if they let us out either way uh, over the year, but we're believing it's going to be so. But I, we are so looking forward to having you guys in Melbourne. Maybe you can bring your... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say girlfriend, but that might be inappropriate. But maybe but your wife, you know what I'm saying? Wife. It's like, I still refer to Georgie as my girlfriend. She's still my girlfriend. Anyway, moving right along. It's like, they are married, just in case you're wondering, they're married. Maybe you can all come down, we can all hang out and have fun because that would be really cool. We love you, we appreciate you. And um, I, I got to a point in this morning's service where, in the second service, where I realized I was actually in a prophetic moment, and I really do believe, I'll bring it to you again, when it comes to the, the substance, when it comes to the weight, when it comes to the reach, when it comes to the stretch, when it comes to the fruitfulness that, that, that God is wanting to bring into all of our lives, 
God wants to do something in you guys. I really do believe you're stepping into a new year. And I want all of the leaders to get behind that word and encourage them to dream big, to continue to dream and reach for the moon because God has got so much more. Can we give it up for Pastor Danielle, Pastor John? Come on. You love them. I know you love them. I love them too. Come on. You love them more. You love them more than I love them, but I love them lots and you love them more. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. What about your worship team? Do you love your worship team? Come on, you love them more than that. Come on, tell them how much you love them. Oh, they are amazing, amazing. They really are. So a wonderful worship team, wonderful church. You guys make a wonderful church. I love being here. I've loved being here. And uh, we're going to get into the Word. So give someone a chicken wing and take a seat, praise God. We're going to jump straight into the Word. How many, how many of you love the Word? <clears throat> I love the Word because it always delivers. Always delivers. The Word never returns void. It always delivers. So just get ready to receive tonight. And like I said, we're just going to build a runway, then we're going to take off, and it's all going to be fun. And everybody said, amen. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. This is what it says. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope, or plans to give you hope and a future. How many of you want more hope before you leave here tonight? How many of you want a great future? How many of you know God has got a plan and a purpose for your life? John 10 verse 10 says, The thief, that filthy, rotten thief, he comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. Some of us have got too much life, if you know what I'm saying. As in, is there such a thing as too much life? I don't think so. But God wants you to have life and have it to the full. Church, we're living in a time where so many people spend so much time, so much energy trying to establish the plans and the life that they would have for themselves. But I want to tell you today that there's a better plan, there's a better life than anything that you could make for yourself. All these people, so many people are trying to work this thing out only to discover that after all of the toil, all of the pain, all of the uprooting and the sifting and the grafting, that it's all vanity, which is exactly what the writer of Ecclesiastes tells us. But there is a plan, praise God, and there is a life that leads to the fullness of life and even blessing forevermore. Blessing forevermore. And the architect of this life and architect of this plan is none other than the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. How many of you know this is Powerhouse Church? How many of you know you are very familiar with the Holy Spirit? How familiar are you with the Holy Spirit? Are you too familiar with the Holy Spirit? But it's good to be familiar with the Holy Spirit. I know this is a powerhouse church and you know the presence of God. You can sense the presence of God. Our brother, he is getting up here and getting drunk in the Holy Ghost before we even get there. And it's like the joy. You know, it's like, it's like he's, all, he's in that place. He's like, hey man, what's happening? I was worshiping the Lord and I didn't even know I had to get up, man. It's like, wow. It's like, it's like yeah. But how many of you know this man is not drunk as you might think he is? He's not on the terps. He's not on the wobbler juice. No, he's just been in the presence of God. Amen. And the presence of God, the person of the Holy Spirit, he's an architect and he wants to design a life for you. It is the very best life you could ever have. So as we get ready now to step into 2021 and all that God has got for us, friends, I want to encourage you. You don't, want to live, you don't want to live your life this year without stepping into a Holy Ghost overflow. You need to dwell in the Holy Ghost overflow. You want to do life in the Holy Ghost overflow. There is a place where you can do life where it's like a watershed. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. You want to live in that space and in that place. 
For the righteousness of God that you desire is in the overflow. That's where it is. It's like there is a place in God. But you've got to step into that place. You've got to lean into that place. There is joy. <laughs> Sorry, it comes out. <laughs> but there is joy. I don't know. I like joy. I like joy. I, I, like, I like joy. It's like, but there is joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You're going to go through times and you need the joy of the Lord. If you get married, you're going to need the joy of the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, if you have children, you're going to need the joy of the Lord. If you've got parents, you're going to need the joy of the Lord. If you go to university, you're going to need the joy of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? When you get pulled over for speeding, you're going to need the joy of the Lord. You're going to need the joy of the Lord. When you do life, if you step into this thing called life, boldly step in, you're going to need the joy of the Lord. The joy that you need is in the overflow. It's in the overflow. The peace that you crave, it is in the overflow. The boldness that you want to live life and live it to the full, the life that Christ has got for you, is in the overflow. And this is why Jesus desires to fill you with the person, the presence, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Understand this, the Lord wants to fill you. If you're not filled tonight, He wants to fill you tonight. If you were filled last night, praise God for that, but He wants to fill you tonight. He wants to fill you tonight with His person, His presence, His power, that He might lead you into all truth and into the life that He has got for you. Now, the Old Testament, you read through the Old Testament, it's all the time pointing to Jesus, pointing to Jesus, pointing to Jesus, because He is the Savior of the world. So you, you read all the way through the Old Testament, pointing, 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 pointing. Here comes the Christ. Here comes the Lord. Here comes the Messiah. But how many of you know, as it is with Jesus, so it is with the Holy Spirit. And the Old Testament prophets would speak of the days to come where Jesus, where the Lord God Himself would pour out His Spirit upon all people. Now, you know exactly where I'm going. Joel chapter 2, verse 28 says, then, then, I almost sound like a scholar, don't I? Then, then, anyway, moving right along. I was locked up for nine months. They didn't let me out. And now I'm out and I'm not going back. They don't know that yet, but I'm not going back. No, I'm staying. Praise God. Anyway, let's move. Then, <laughs> then after I've poured out my reins again, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Now, don't let, the, don't let the intelligent ones, the intellectuals, the Bible scholars tell you that all does not mean all. Because there is, there is teaching on planet Earth today. I, I, I love social media. I love the internet. I love all of that. But I've got to tell you, there is a whole lot of baloney on it. There is a whole lot of garbage on it. Come, come and sit in this house, plant yourself in this house, and listen to what your man, your, your woman of God teach you. All right. When it says all people, it means all people. It, it doesn't mean like pastors. It doesn't mean like leaders. It doesn't mean like the, 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 uh, um, the apostles of the first century church. No, 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 no. It says all people. And, and, and I actually believe it means all people. All people. I will pour out my spirit upon all people, your sons and daughters. Are there any sons and daughters of the house here? Just give me a wave that's you. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Prophesy. Praise God. Everyone say prophesy. All right, all right. Your old men will dream dreams. Are there any old men in the house? All right, well, so you're like, no, you go back to Melbourne right now. That's all right. Uh, your young men will see visions. Now, just so we know, we're not talking male only. This is, not a, it's, it's like, this is like the house of God. These are the people of God. Your young men will see visions, praise God. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on servants, men and women alike. Church, the Holy Spirit 
isn't for some people. No, the Holy Spirit is for all people, all tribes, all nations, all tongues and all languages, men and women alike. God wants to pour out His Spirit, praise God, and fill us that we all might live in a Holy Spirit overflow, a Holy Ghost overflow. There is a place that is like, there is joy, there is peace, there is righteousness, there is life, there is like, some people say to me, and you can imagine it could be true, what are you on? I'm not on anything, but I've got a good dose of the Holy Ghost, you know what I'm saying? I, I, uh, I used to be on something, it led to alcoholic poisoning, if you know what I'm saying, but I don't need that any longer. I don't need, I don't need what I used to need. Why? Because I've got Jesus in my life, I've got His Spirit in my heart, and I'm ready to live the life that He's got for me. Now, when God, when God, when God pours out His Spirit, people begin to dream. Uh, I declare in Jesus' name, after tonight, some of you, just because of this word, it's going to stir, stir, stir. Some of you are going to dream, 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 dream. You're going to become like a dreaming machine. Dreaming machine. Just dream, 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 dream. It's like, ah! It's like, it's like dream, 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 dream. Georgie never dreams. Never dreams. I, I, I dream all night. It's like going to the movies. I can't wait to go to sleep. It's like I dream about all sorts of things. They're not, they're really spiritual, unfortunately, but they're crazy, crazy. And it's like, but they're fun. I don't need to pay to go to cinemas. I go to bed. I dream, dream. But God wants to give you dreams. He wants you to dream. When He pours out His Spirit, people will begin to prophesy, 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 Prophesy. Let, let the spirit of prophecy be in the house. When he pours out his spirit, the lame will dance, the, the mute will sing, and uh, praise God, the lame will, the, the blind will see. The blind will see. Friends, I want to encourage you today, when God begins to pour out his spirit, things begin to happen. I'm like, I'm so glad I don't need to build the church, but Jesus is building his church. I don't, I'm so glad I don't need to save my suburb, but Jesus is doing. And so I'm so glad all I need to do is open up my life and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Step out of here in a Holy Spirit overflow, a Holy Ghost overflow, and look what's about to happen. So often we think we know what we need most. I guarantee most of you tonight, as you've come to church, there's probably things happening in your life, there's stuff going on, and you think you know what you need most. Can I encourage you tonight? What you need most is the Holy Ghost. What you need most is the presence of God in your life. Yes, you may need some other things, I'm not doubting that, but what you need most is the Holy Spirit. Jesus knew that his disciples needed the Holy Spirit, needed the Holy Spirit, which is why in Acts chapter 1 from verse 4, it says, in one of these meetings, as he was eating a meal with them, he told them, what do you reckon they were eating? Do you reckon they were having Thai food? I don't know. That could be the word of the Lord right there. I'm not too sure. But anyway, it may not be too. It may not be. He told them, listen to this, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends what he promised. We, we live in a world where, where we like to interpret the Scriptures in all sorts of ways. I actually think when the Word of God says do not, it still means do not. We, we live in a world where it's like do not means like, well, don't do this regularly or do this occasionally. No, 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 do not means do not. I find it really interesting. Sometimes I have brothers and sisters and they come and talk to me about who they want to get married to and I've met this person and they're, they're looking for the, the, the Pope to bless, you know what I'm saying? And so they come for the Popal blessing and, and I'm like, well, where did you meet them? Where, where they serve in church? Oh, they don't go to church. And I'm like, but what about Scripture? And they're like, oh, but I love him. And it's like, I don't care if you love him. 
The scripture says do not. I don't want anything to do with that. You know what I'm saying? It's like go work it out. Anyway, moving right along. Let's get back to scripture. All right. All right. But it says here, do not leave Jerusalem till the Father sends what he promised. Remember, I've told you about this before. John baptized with water. But in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will receive power. That's why there's a powerhouse. You guys are like, it's a powerhouse. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power. And you will tell people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, in Melbourne East, on the Sunshine Coast, and online, and, 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 and to the ends of the earth. So the disciples waited I believe they waited with expectation, great expectation. Why do I believe that? Because they didn't just wait for a week. They turned up every night. They're turning up, they're turning up, they're turning up. Like you guys tonight, that's why I know what's about to happen. Because you've been here yesterday morning, yesterday afternoon, you've been here this morning, you've been here this morning, they come back tonight because you're eager, you're expectant. You're You're like, God, I want to encounter you. These men and these women, they were in the room and there's an expectation. They're there, they're, they're waiting upon the Lord. They're waiting for God. It's like, we don't know exactly when, we don't know exactly how, but something is about to occur. They waited and then there suddenly came. I love the suddenlies of God. We've all had suddenly moments in God. I've heard about them even as I've been here this weekend through the testimonies, praise God. I've heard about them just through the, the, the pastors that are here and telling me their story about how they came to Christ and when God moved on them, they came to church and suddenly something happened in God. In Acts chapter 2, reading from verse 1, it says, On the day of Pentecost, seven weeks after Jesus' resurrection, the believers were meeting together in one place. All right. Just let me, just ponder for a minute here. Just help me out here. Can I come down here? Is that okay? All right, just for a minute. Then I'll jump back up. We'll keep going. All right, so, because we're going to, whoop. All right, so, so here's the thing though. Here's the thing. They were in one place. We always think, you think, I think, because it is in context that the one place was like Sunday night. We're at C3 Powerhouse because that's the one place where we gather. But I want to encourage you. uh, There is something supernatural. That word that sort of came your way uh, out of the blue this morning isn't just because you're in one place. Because now you're in one place, but I promise you this, because I know the pastor in Melbourne and, and I know what's going on. There, there is a one place that isn't necessarily just a geographical one place, but it's a one place in spirit. It's a one place in heart. It's a one place in revelation. It's a one place in vision. And so they're all in one place. And yes, they were in one room, which is wonderful, but there's something greater than that when we're all gathered in one place in here, when, when, when there's this sense together that fire is about to fall in the house. There's this sense together that we're about to encounter God. That there's a sense together that breakthrough is upon us. And suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm in the skies above them. And it filled the house where they were meeting. Then what looked to be like flames, it's getting freaky in here, flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone, everyone, present was filled with the Holy Spirit. Everyone was filled because everyone was in one place. You know what I'm saying? They're they're in one place. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. 
Godly Jews from many nations were living in Jerusalem at that time. When they heard this sound, they, they came running to see what it was all about, and they were bewildered. I like that word. What were they? They were bewildered. They're like bewildered beasts. They're bewildered. Bewildered. I don't know about you. I, I, can you imagine? It's like fire. And then everyone's praising God in these languages. Are, amazing. They were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were beside themselves. How cool would that be? Like I'm here and I'm here. You know, it's like it's getting... They were beside themselves with wonder. <laughs> what the heck? How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, yet we hear them speaking the languages of the lands where we were born. The people were bewildered. Gobsmacked, can't talk. Uh, uh, Sam picked me up at the airport yesterday. Friday, picks me up at the airport. We're driving down the road, having this wonderful conversation. I said, Sam, are, are you single? And he's, he's saying, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Sam, are you okay? Yeah. I said, Sam, do you have a girlfriend? Sam, do you have a girlfriend? I couldn't work out what he was saying. He got an A out. That was it. I didn't get anything out of the guy until he dropped me off at the hotel. Anyway, move along. I don't know what's going on. It's like, dude's freaking out on me. He was bewildered. He's gobsmacked. He can't talk. Can't even answer the question. You got a girlfriend or not? They were beside themselves. Beside themselves. And the truth is they hadn't seen anything yet. Because Peter is about to preach the gospel for the very first time. And 3,000 people would come to the knowledge of Christ. Now that will leave you bewildered. That will leave you beside yourself. So they'd received the Holy Spirit and, and power. They'd received what the prophet Joel had spoken about in times past. The church is birthed and boom, there we go. Then we get to Acts chapter 4. Now, theology C3ACC, I think it's similar. Acts chapter 4 follows Acts chapter 2. Ah, ah yeah. We're all on the same page. In Acts chapter 2, Tell me if I got it wrong. They all received the Holy Spirit and they all spoke in tongues. Is that true? They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. All right. Then we get to Acts chapter 4. And we see the beginning of a way of life for the church. It's not meant to be an event like that happened once. There was an occurrence. There was an encounter once upon a time. No, 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 no. We see the beginning of a way of life. This is meant to be a way of life that that every believer in Christ needs to sit up and take notice of. In Acts chapter 4, reading from verse 31, it says, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting together was shaken, not stirred, just shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit 
and spoke the word of God boldly. Now, help a brother out. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. I thought we read that two chapters earlier. Just two chapters earlier. Not like a book earlier. Not like another testament earlier. We, we, we start the church and then they're all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then within two, just two chapters, they're all filled with the Holy Spirit again. The reason that we all need to live in a Holy Ghost overflow is so that we can speak the Word of God boldly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Friends, I want to encourage you. You need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. So we can speak the Word of God boldly. Everywhere we go, everywhere you go, you're going to live in an overflow. You're going to be an attraction to Jesus. You need to be able to speak the Word of God, declare the Word of God. So yes, we need to live in this Holy Ghost overflow so we can speak the Word of God boldly. We need, to, we need to receive the Holy Spirit and live in the overflow that we might walk in the power of God. The power of God. So what is it? The power of God or the, or the speaking the Word of God boldly? Well, you want the power of God so you can speak the Word of God boldly. It's not either or here. That, but, but even as we start to delve into this and it's like, you'll receive power to be my witnesses and da, 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 da. Yes, yes, and you will speak the Word of God boldly, yes. But it goes way deeper than that. Way deeper than that. It goes way beyond that point. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. For the kingdom of God, it's not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. We go through things. You go through things. Life sometimes, it can smack you up the side of the head. You need the joy of the Lord to get you through. You need the peace of God to get you through. You want to live in the righteousness of God. It'll help you. Some of you are struggling with addictions and stuff and junk in your life. It's the righteousness of God. Be filled with the Holy Spirit that the righteousness of God might be all over you. So there's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit overflow. Absolutely, yes. But I want to go beyond that too. You know what else there is? There's healing. Healing. I thank, I thank oh man, I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord that He wants to heal us all. He wants to heal us all physically, emotionally, relationally. He wants to heal us all. Psalm chapter 42, verse 1. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. You're like, how does it work, Holy Spirit? So the deer, the deer used to be hunted by the archers and they'd be chasing them and chasing them and chasing them and shooting an arrow here and shooting an arrow there and oh, and they, uh, oh, because how many of you know that's, that's deer language? What are you laughing at? I thought you were going to be a doctor and you don't know deer language. It's like, oh, that's what a deer says. Have you ever heard a deer get shot by an arrow? Of course it says, oh. How many of you have ever been shot by an arrow? I've been shot by my dad, but that's another story. I'll tell you over dinner. <laughs> and he thought it was funny. Anyway, moving right on. Actually, I've been shot twice by my dad thinking about it. Once with a nail gun, but that's another story. Yeah, anyway, I grew up in a loving family. We all get shot. Life has a way of shooting us. The deer would get shot and go, oh. But it would run and run and run and run to exhaustion where he's just at the end of himself. She's at the end of herself. And she goes and stands in the river because there's life in the river. There's healing in the river. 
I, I tell you the truth, my friend, if you're feeling like you've been shot, if you're feeling like relationally, man, this thing's upside down. If you're feeling broken, if you're feeling like I got nothing left, I can't run any longer, go stand in the river. There's healing in the river of God. There is absolute healing in the river of God. You know, I was intrigued and by, by my sister when she was talking before. And, you know, I, I got wonderful medical fraternity in our church and they do all that they can do. But I know when they know together, there is nothing like the power of God. They nothing like the power of God. I, I, love, I love the fact that the medical fraternity may tell us the facts, but the Lord and His Word will always tell us the truth. And there is great healing in the name of Jesus. We need to live in that place of overflow. The river is just a representation of the overflow. There's healing, there's peace, there's joy, there's life, there's love in the, in the, in the river. Chains fall off in the river. Vision is illuminated in the river. Dreams are conceived in the river. Forgiveness becomes a reality. Revelation lights our path. Marriages are restored. Wisdom is heard. Hope fills our heart and life is realized in the river of God. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet and we're just going to make room for the presence of God. I'm going to ask you because it's like, I can speak a word like this and then we can just pray and go like, just go, no, 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 no. All I've done really is build a bit of a runway that we might shoot down it tonight and just into the presence of God. I love the fact that this church is a Holy Ghost church. I, you, I, you know it. You know it. If you're a part of this church, you know it. We believe in the Holy Spirit here. We love the Holy Spirit here. We hunger. We thirst. We desire the Holy Spirit here. But maybe you've come in tonight, and as I've been speaking, you realized I was filled with the Holy Spirit, just like in Acts chapter 2, but I haven't gone back in Acts chapter 4. I received the Holy Spirit. I received the Holy Spirit, but I haven't hungered. I haven't thirst. I haven't gone to that place to drink and receive and I haven't gone and stood in the river of life and received healing, that impartation, that infilling. Maybe you've come out tonight and like that deer that went ouch, maybe 2020 was a year of ouch. Maybe there's lots of pain associated with ouch, with our 2020. Maybe there's pain associated with some relationships at the moment. Maybe you've got physical pain in your body. Maybe you've got pain wherever, I don't know where your pain is. But I tell you the truth, if you'll go stand in the presence of God, He can ease the pain and give you words of wisdom that you might come out different in Jesus' name. There's no point, I don't know about you, I actually, I tell our church all the time, there's no point coming to church unless you encounter God. Because otherwise it's just a good time. If I want a good time, I'll go see Richmond win another premiership. You know what I'm saying? But beyond that, it's like, if I, if I, wanna, if I, wanna, if I want what I know I need, I want to go to the house of the Lord and encounter God. I want to step into His presence and let Him do what He can do. So tonight, we're just going to open the runway. And if you're like, Shane, I need to be filled afresh tonight. I'm running on empty. I'm running dry. I want to be filled afresh. I want an Acts chapter 4 experience. I had my Acts chapter 2 experience, but now I want an Acts chapter 4 experience that I might boldly walk out of this place declaring the Word of God over my life, over my family over my children, over my city, over this church, over the dreams that we have. Then as we worship, just come. Just come and get ready to receive. 
Just come and get, just come, just come, just come. That's you. Come on, you can lead off. Take us away. Praise God. If you're there tonight, you're like, I want more. I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. I desire more. Just come and be filled tonight. Come and be filled tonight. Just come, 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 come. Come, come, come. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Shika Baba Basutu. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Sita Baba. So this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. If I can just, just, just drop down just a minute, bro. Just a minute. Hey, you're good. You're good. But just, yeah, just quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. This is what we're going to do. It's all good. It's all good. So I grew up in the church. I wasn't of the church. I can think of four or five times that God just turned up in my life as a teenager. I'm in the church. I'm not of the church. I don't really want to be in church. I'm there because my parents made me be there. But God, I promise you, the God factor. There were moments where He just turned up. Well, I'm like, what the heck? I don't want this, but I do want this. And there was moments. I get to 22 years of age. Alcoholic poisoning. I get saved. I give my life to Christ. Here I am now, 32 years later. 33 years now. And to be honest, I'm living the dream. I'm living the dream. I'm living a life that I do not deserve. I'm living a life that I'm not qualified to live. As in your pastors, as they get to know me better, they will agree, yes, there's something of God here because you're not that good. And I know you might be like, are you just being humble, like 50% hum, 50% bull? No, I'm not. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not that good. We're not that good. But there's something of God upon our life. We live in this Holy Ghost overflow. Everywhere we go, we expect God to move. Everything we see, we expect, when we speak the Word, we expect it to happen. There's, a, there's something of God that happens. Now, your pastors would know, they gave me permission to lay hands on people from day one, yesterday morning. I haven't laid hands on anybody yet. And you're like, how do you know that? Why are you thinking about that? Because I didn't want to until tonight. Till tonight. And I, with your pastors, 
are going to go from that side of the room to that side of the room. Now, some of you are thinking we should have went forward. You can still come forward because you're going to want, yeah, that's right, here, come. Come, if you, come, because here's the thing. I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Your pastors will be. I won't be here tomorrow, but I got something on my life and I'm going to leave it with you. I'm going to impart it. It's not going to go home with me. It's yours. And there's, there's something of on me and it's like something on your pastors. When he's in my world, I'm going to get him to lay hands on our people on our leaders, because there's something on Him. There's something unique to ministers. There's something unique to pastors. We impart it in the name of the Lord. I don't impart freely and I don't impart cheaply. I don't want to impart on people that are like, yeah, whatever. No, not whatever. If you're hungry and you're thirsty, I'm like, boom, you can have it. But if you don't want it, I'm not going to give it to you. But you're out on a Sunday night, which says you're hungry. You're out on a Sunday night, which says you're thirsty. Some of you have been out all weekend. It's like, Lord, I want more. I want more. Well, you're going to get it. All you need to do is receive it. I don't know about, I don't, I don't, I don't pray long like prayers for 25 minutes. Ah! Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's not my deal. When I lay hands on you, it's coming. When I lay hands on you, it's coming. When I lay hands on you, young lady, get ready to receive it. Your best life is ahead of you. You walk in the Holy Spirit. You declare God's goodness over your life. God is going to go before you everywhere you go. Say that over you, I say it over you, I say it over you, I say it over you. Every one of you, if you're ready to receive it tonight, you can have it tonight. How many of you are ready to receive it? You guys are incredible. Why don't you continue to lead us? I'm going to stand up there and I'm going to run down here like a crazy man. Not too crazy. It's not going to get too crazy. But we're going, bah! all right, you ready now? You ready now? Come on. Come on, let's focus on God. Turn our attention to heaven. Jesus! Jesus, come on, Lord. Lord, we hunger for you. We thirst for you. We cry out for you. We need you, Lord. We want you, Lord.